You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As always, want to give a shout out to my sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women out there on bases around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Getting a little taste of home from your boy, Speeds, The Spitting Statistician, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy, Donnie burns with me on a ones and twos so hot that we sweat steam we're continuing to drop stats over beats here on the fantasy freestyle we got a good show for you on a tuesday live from rock and riley's and if you want to holler at me this hour you can at 844-843-6879 there's always ways you can interact with us here on the fantasy freestyle you can join the cypher by following us at at fntsy radio on twitter or you could always follow me ask me questions at spitting speeds as well well we're going to get into, as usual, I'm going to give you my starting lineup, talk about what happened last night in Major League Baseball, hold myself accountable. Also, we have to recap that a champion was crowned in the NBA last night as the Golden State Warriors do, in fact, take out the Cavaliers in five games. I don't know if you were listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, but before this series, I told you the way to win that cash was by betting dubs in five and dubs in six on the exact one. We're going to, we're going to get into all the money I could have made you over the NBA. Finals a little bit later on as we recap it with my basketball correspondent and love doctor Donnie Burns. Also, updates to the sports gambling landscape. You know, we've been talking about the legality of sports betting as a consistent topic here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I have some updates on that. And also, listen, don't get it twisted. I understand certain regulations the NCAA has, but there's an intriguing story from a kicker on uh, Southern Florida school, or Central Florida, of why I once again hate NCAA regulations. We're going to get at, into that as we put the fun in functional sports radio. Um, and I got a poll question, okay? So get out there and answer that. It's about, I, we know that the Dubs won the championship, but which one of them is going to leave? Because they can't hold it together, as all dynasties learn. Come on back after the break. We're going to get into MLB, and we'll talk a little bit more with my man Donnie Burns. It's your boy Dane Martinez here, spitting statistician, holding you down on Fantasy Freestyle. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky. Let's get rich, what? It's your boy Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy Donnie Burns keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. He is a millennial, though. I don't even know if he realizes that the hook of that Camp Low Lucini track is let's get rich, what? Lucini pouring from the sky. That's what we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Help you get rich. So let's do it right now by starting off with my starting 
starting lineup as usual. News and notes from around Major League Baseball. Chris Davis, slugger from the Baltimore Orioles, strained his oblique, had an MRI today to confirm as such. Buck Showalter, the Orioles manager, says that he is going to miss some time. Looks like a DL stint is imminent for slugger Chris Davis. On the Mets side of things, Joannis Cespedes left yesterday's game with what they call heel tendinitis. Cespedes himself says that he is familiar with this issue, that he's had it for a long time, and in fact can play through it. Uh, This kind of, to me, sets up for just more criticism of the Mets medical staff. Let's see how they handle not my Ennis, not our Ennis, but yo Ennis Cespedes. Blue Jays second baseman Devin Travis had surgery for uh, to cartilage in his knee. He had some damage, had some of that removed. He's going to be on the shelf for a while. Devin Travis, you know, good hitter when he's there, but uh, has been injury prone in the past. Also, yesterday... For the red-hot Houston Astros, Josh Reddick was pulled from the game with a concussion against the Rangers, okay? They're calling it mild. I have heard, though, that there is no such thing as a quote-unquote mild concussion. So hopefully the Astros take Josh Reddick and whatever injury he had um, seriously. Let's put it that way. Tyson Ross also been dealing with that shoulder issue for a while. Is now set to make his debut for the Texas Rangers on Friday against the Seattle Mariners, if you've been stashing him, you could uh, take him out of the bubble wrap. He should be good to go for his debut on Friday. All right, moving on here in the starting lineup. Last night, I told you that maybe it was the time to pay for Steven Strasburg. He did strike out 10 guys, but it didn't work for you. He gave up six runs when the Nationals and Braves had a game that ultimately finished 11-10, so runs were definitely scored. There were better places to go. What I want to do is once again tip my cap to Jamison Tyre of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I told you he would be the sentimental play, and I thought he was going to be good last night. I told you the problem was he probably wouldn't go deep into the game in his first start back, coming back after that episode with the testicular cancer. That's exactly what happened. He pitched real well. Went five shutout innings, struck out five as his Pirates beat the Rockies 7-2. to two. Only issue was he wasn't going deep enough for me, but... That did help you win some cash if you did go Jameson Tyone, because I bet not a lot of people did. I told you I was afraid a little bit of Tanaka. He turned out a decent start, only gave up one earned run in six and two-thirds and struck out eight. Um, DeGrom... I was worried about that Cubs offense. He pulled out a good start as the Mets won 6-1. to one. DeGrom, sh- uh, complete game, striking out six, only giving up one. Same could be said for you, Darvish. I was afraid of that Houston lineup, but Darvish handled it last night as the Rangers beat the AL-leading Astros 6-1. to one. Darvish with a nice game, only giving up one run in seven innings. So like we say here on the Fantasy Freestyle, you may be asking yourself, Self, what do I do today to win that cash? Well, it's a Clayton Kershaw day, okay, people? So, I mean, you know, you're always fine playing Clayton Kershaw. He is going for 12500 on FanDuel tonight. Thing is, he's against on the road at Cleveland against the Indians. The Indians, as you know, are a solid offense, but they are worse versus lefties. If you look at their team OPS, their OPS against righties is 765. That's good to be right around the middle of the American League, but against lefties, their OPS is 691. So, all the more reason to not be afraid and to start Clayton Kershaw. It is always a good op- idea to start Clayton Kershaw. But 
If you want to try and beat him, listen, you can go a little cheaper today. Zach Granke is only 10-6 on FanDuel, and he has been hot. Over his last five starts, he has struck out 42 opponents in 32 and two-thirds innings. I think his strikeout stuff remains. If you don't want to pay up all the way for Kershaw on the road in the AL Central, maybe you spend $2,000 less and get another stud like Granke on the road in the AL Central. But if you're going to look at one pitcher who's on the road tonight, might I suggest... Carlston Charles Sabathia. You know him as CeCe. He's going on the road tonight to face the Angels, only going for 8600 so almost 4000 cheaper than Clayton Kershaw. This is a guy who grew up in Cali, going back to Cali for a start, will most likely need to get some tickets for friends and family. This go, Sabathia has been good lately. Five straight wins for the New York Yankees, who have been streaking. He's gotten his ERA all the way down to 3.66. And remember, the Angels without Mike Trout are not an offense that scares me. They rank third lowest in the American League with only 117 runs scored so far this season. So I like Sabathia and Granke as a little cheaper options to Clayton Kershaw. We shall see. I talked to you, though, about how two of my stud pitchers, Kershaw and Granke, are playing at the AL Central. And I interestingly, I... uh I saw an interesting piece by Ian Kinsler on the Players Tribune, and I like that how we give, you know, straight unfiltered. He said who are the top, you know, the hardest five pitchers in the AL Central to face, and he would know he's been there with the Tigers for a long time. Obviously, his number one is Kluber. Okay, and he says that the Indian stud Cy Young win- winner, the reason is because this guy can control both sides of the plate with all of his arsenal. He can throw fastballs and off-speed pitches with kind of great confidence to both sides of the plate. And when he, what his approach is, is to try and take one of those away. He's not able to do that with Kluber. That's part of what makes Kluber the hardest pitcher to face in the AL Central. In Kinsler opinion, he's gone only 7 for 38 against him in his lifetime. The second hardest pitcher, this according to Ian Kinsler is Danny Duffy of the Kansas City Royals. Says that Duffy has such late life on his fastball and that he works that top of the zone unlike any other pitcher in that division and that's what really makes his him tough but then he also gets great break on that curveball. So he lives upstairs with the fastball then that kind of big time curve is very difficult for Kinsler to deal with. Um, he's only gone 7 for 29 hitting below 250 against Danny Duffy. Another guy, another guy who he says is in Possible to face. Obviously, this is, you know, kind of a no brainer. He lists Andrew Miller as his third hardest pitcher to face in the division. He says, I, the one of the biggest parts, though, about these relievers is that you only get one at-bat against them in a game. You may be lucky to get two at-bats against them in an entire series. You may only get four or five at-bats against one of these guys in the entire year, making it very hard to kind of time them or whatever. And with Andrew Miller, he's also this lanky, kind of long-striding, arms and legs flaring everywhere. And, you know, the 98-mile-an-hour stuff from, you know, kind of that, that extended, you know, almost sidearm position that Andrew Miller slings it from is not easy to deal with for anybody. Kinsler's three for nine in his career against Miller. Another guy he said uh, was very hard for him to deal with, even though he's hitting 300 against him, is Jose Quintana of the White Sox. He says, and this being Ian Kinsler, that Quintana actually has the best control in the division. 
that he has the best control with all five of his pitchers, that he can put them wherever he wants, and he has clear intent with all of his pitches. Sort of kind of like the idea of Kluber with the control, but that Quintana does it with five pitches and that he's so strategic and has the ability to kind of set you up with things. So we had him on this list as well. The last person on this list, and this is Ian Kinsler's top five hardest pitchers to deal with in his division, the AL Central. The last one is Kelvin Herrera. Kelvin Herrera, the reliever for the Royals. This is a guy with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Okay, he's only 3 for 14 again in his lifetime. He says, okay, the 100-mile-an-hour fastball is one thing, and similar to Miller, you're only going to see him like four or five times in an entire year, so it's hard to target. But that he has actually started to develop those secondary pitchers, uh, the changeup and the slider, which makes him even that much more dangerous. So I think it's interesting to hear straight from the player's mouth and also understand what it is. It's not only velocity, it's control, it's intent. All sorts of things that make up, you know, kind of how you have to battle against certain pitchers. So I thought it was interesting to share what Ian Kinsler thought. When we come back, though, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm going to get into it with my man Donnie Burns, the love doctor. We made our picks on the series. The series is now over. So we're going to recap what happened. We're going to talk about what the league and what the Cavs need to do from here. And we're also going to recap how your boy Speeds the Spit the Statistician could have won you tons of cash on the NBA Finals. All that and more from uh, your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spit and statistician here on the award-winning fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network maybe the freestyle will get some awards eventually too we'll find out regardless we'll be here to hold you down come on back Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, you may be listening live on our Sports Byline affiliates around the country and around the world with the American Forces Radio Network. Of course, big shout out to the service men and women out there, uh, you know, getting a little taste of home. Hopefully, as we were covering that NBA Finals, the service men and women out there listened to the speeds and put a couple of shekels down because it would have helped them win that cash. We're going to get into that a little bit later on with my man, the love doctor, Donnie Burns, who, uh, you know, we had diverging opinions on the NBA Finals, so I'm sure we're going to get into that. But first, let me give you some news and notes around the NFL. Listen, I am excited to announce this first one you know here on the fantasy sports radio network you know we collaborate and you know kind of are part of the same umbrella with uh impact wrestling um and if you didn't know d'angelo williams former pittsburgh running back is going to apparently maybe join impact wrestling he will be competing with a character named moose who also used to be in the nfl on july 2nd so welcome to the uh, broader family to d'angelo williams also big news in the nfl today okay um andrew luck Indianapolis Colts quarterback, stud quarterback, has now said that after shoulder surgery that he had in the offseason, he is unsure if he will be ready by training camp. Okay, um, remember Cam Newton had shoulder surgery. Andrew Luck did as well. Cam is already about to throw. Andrew Luck is now saying he is unsure about training camp. That is certainly something we are going to monitor. Also, uh, we want to note that former Chargers offensive lineman King Dunlop has announced his retirement from the NFL 
after nine seasons. King, as we like to call him, does in fact turn 32 this year in September, so we wish him well. Last news and note that I'll give you is John Ross may miss the start of camp, and the Bengals are in trouble, in my opinion. They may miss John Ross at the start of camp. Gio Bernard may miss some of the regular season games in September. Let me tell you something. We're going to start getting into my team-by-team previews starting next week, okay? We're going to give you every team a breakdown, who I like, who I don't like, the Diamonds, the Fugazis, the Over-Unders, and all sorts of things, okay, to uh, get you ready for football season. I am going to be fading the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals lost two of their starting offensive linemen, and in response, they did not go ahead and shore that up. Instead, they went for playmakers, guys like Ross, guys like Joe Mixon. And I don't know if uh, Marvin Lewis may be kind of a lame duck coach there. We'll see if uh, Andy Dalton can stand in there without an offensive line support. I am fading the Cincinnati Bengals, but you will start getting my team-by-team previews starting next week here on the Fantasy Freestyles. We go through summer and get all the way into uh, you know prime fantasy football drafting season. And let me tell you something. I hit my baseball ones left and right. I gave you things like Robbie Ray. I gave you the over on the Colorado Rockies, so I encourage you guys to tune in starting next week where Speeds, the spitting statistician, will get into football going team by team, giving you what you need, getting ready for your fantasy football drafts. We here at Fantasy Sports Network are also going to, because we launch the Roto Experts uh, draft preview for the NFL tomorrow. That's something you definitely need to know. Remember, I've been telling you about the in-season fantasy baseball package. Well, let me tell you something. Over there at Roto Experts, we got the draft package getting ready to launch for fantasy football as well. I'm talking Scott Angle. I'm talking Jake Seely and everything you need to make sure you get ready for the fantasy football season. But that's starting tomorrow, okay? Because today we have to tie a nice, neat little bow on the NBA Finals. So let me bring in my man, Donnie Burns, the basketball correspondent. And Donnie, Kevin Durant, it is just his time, okay? 39 points in the clinching game, was on fire at, at stretch won 14 of 20 for the field and what I thought was great was that everybody seemed to understand and defer to the fact that it was in fact his time he gets the MVP award both Clay and Draymond in interviews kind of gave credit to Kevin Durant Draymond saying that apparently Durant was their consolation prize after he messed up last year so um, I'm happy I even saw a video of Durant last night in the Bay Area getting out of his car to just like mob with fans and holding the MVP trophy. A great, great thing for Kevin Durant and the Warriors. They finally win their championship two out of three seasons, making their claim as one of the greatest teams of all time. The other thing I'll say about this on the other side, LeBron James, 41, 13 and 8. Absolutely ridiculous. And I also, I gotta give credit to another man who we have talked um, disparagingly about at times on this show. Yo, J.R. Smith was in a zone last night. Seven of eight from three, but it still was, too late was not enough. Uh, you thought it might have been as you thought the Cavs were still in it, but uh, at this point, you got to admit that, uh, that that train was just rolling too hard too fast, right? Yeah, man, the Warriors look great. I, you know, I wouldn't go... As far as everyone else saying Kevin Durant is the best player on the planet. No, I'm not saying all yeah, that. Yeah, no, I know. I, me and you are pretty much on the same train. Yeah, LeBron is the best player on the planet. Um, the Cavs really, as I watched the game, 
they're kind of in a similar boat in the, with the Celtic. They need another score. They, uh-huh. they, they don't. Uh-huh. Yeah, they have scores, but they need another one. They need another gonna, one. They're so the play fact the that LeBron can do whatever he wants, yeah. the fact that Kyrie can get to the hole or get his shot whenever he wants, the fact that in stretches, J.R. Smith is as lethal as it gets, the fact that Kevin Love had his Best season as a Cavalier is still not enough for you. I find it interesting. But, yo, uh, Donnie, we need to – when you see my man, the Night Owl, JP, tell him I need him to hook me up because, yo, Speeds was hot in the NBA Finals. Yo, Donnie, can you vouch for all this? Did I not say you needed to go and put money on the under in Game 1 and did that not hit? You did. Did I not say in Game 3 you needed the over on J.R. Smith points and it wound up hitting? Uh, you did. Did I not say that last night in the clinching game that LeBron's rebounds plus assist total would be over 19 and you need to throw some loot on that? Also definitely did. And did I not say that the way to make money on the series price was to not bet Golden State but to cover both Golden State and in five and Golden State in six as a way to make that your money on the series another price? Another called shot. Wow. So, what, I mean, what do, what, do, what do I need to do, Donnie? What do I need to do to have people start listening? Hey, they should be listening already. Um, now, I did want to ask you, though. Go ahead. I, in my opinion, yeah. like I said, they need another score, and I know that sounds weird, mm-hmm. but if Kevin, Kevin Love apparently doesn't show up in big games— um, what do you suppose they go out and do? So I got that's that's what we need to do now. We need to spin it forward, okay? We need to spin it forward, okay? Um, I've heard a few things. I've heard a few things. I've heard this Paul George talk. I've heard this Carmelo Anthony talk. I've heard this Rudy Gay talk. Um, you know, a lot of talk about some people that may be out there that may be out there and ready to join. But here's the other thing I want to ask you. Here's the thing I want to ask you. Um, Don, one of the things you mentioned and one of the things that we were talking about all season long is that um, LeBron was resting, right? LeBron was resting a little too much. Well, now we find out that we, he didn't need to be the number one seed. He didn't need to be the number one seed uh, in this, and he was resting all the time, and he looked a little tired. Should they have, in essence, rested him even more? I really don't think so. There was a lot of things that went kind of astray in the series. One was, you know, Kevin Love's awful play at times, and... They needed the Kyrie that showed up twice to right. show up the whole time. Uh-huh. It's good to know, at least for the Cavs, that Kyrie is still very much almost unguardable at times. And He I is, but it's not going to matter. I it's know. not going to matter when you're going up against the firepower that they have in Golden That's State. That's why I'm saying they don't necessarily – they need another score, but they need to separate some of the you know older vets they, they took a shot on this year. And it uh, didn't work out in the finals. Right, right, right. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, okay? Um, how do you feel about the fact that the Golden State Warriors have already come out and said that they will not visit the Trump White House as per the custom of the NBA champion? They're, they're a very uh, close-knit team. If right. you kind of follow them, they're pretty much on the same page with everything. Um, this doesn't surprise me, and it won't surprise me if you see in the offseason a lot of these guys taking pay cuts 
to you know keep guys like Sean Livingston. Who, right, you were you mentioning know, that a big, big pedestal for they, what they need to work on is keeping him. Keeping okay, him. so that brings me to my poll question, and we got that up right now at FNTSY Radio. You could always follow me at your boy Spitting Speeds here. We already have over hundreds of votes right now. That was my question: Which of these, you know, core four, shall we say, to borrow a term from the Yankees, would be the first to go if they can't keep everybody? We've seen this with championship teams before. Steph Curry, will it be Draymond? Will it be Clay or will it be KD? Um, who do you think is first? I mean, you're talking about Livingston, right? And other guys they need to do now. But in two years, Clay comes up. In three years, it's Draymond. Who do you think is the first to go? Unfortunately, and you know, he's one of my favorite players in I the know NBA. Where going. I know you're going. My We're guy, going Clay my Thompson. man, the two way defender. Absolutely. I know. It, it stinks to say that, but it would be him. Uh, Draymond. And Kevin Durant, if I had to pick two people on the team that are irreplaceable in their own specific ways, I know Steph Curry, the greatest shooter ever at this point. Um, Kevin Durant and Draymond, I think, are safe. Draymond does so much for that team. No doubt. And they, you saw what Kevin Durant did in the finals, averaging 30 points. Um, those are two irreplaceable guys. I'd say the first to be shipped off would be Clay. Uh, you know, they need to keep Sean Livingston. Fair enough. And 63% of our voters do, in fact, agree with you that Clay would be the first to go. Check it out. Um, we got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to put the fun and functional sports radio, as always. Another reason why I hate the NCAA with their rules and regulations. When I tell you this story, you are going to wind up hating them as well. We're also going to talk about some, uh, some changes to the sports gambling landscape around this country and why your boy picked another called shot with that Floyd Connor nonsense. We're going to get into all of that when we come back from a break, okay, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network and, of course, on our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network to the servicemen and women out there getting a little taste of home from your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. I will see you right after the break. We'll be right back. Ah! You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, the spitting statistician. And we are back on the Fantasy Freestyle with my man, Don Burns, the love doctor and basketball correspondent. Yo, Donnie, real quick, because we didn't completely finish this. What happens now? One of the questions I really wanted to ask you, Don, is what do you think is a bigger gap? The rest of the Eastern Conference to the Cavs or the Cavs to the Warriors? Who has more catching up to do? Uh, I think the West has – they're fairly close. If you remember back, um, the Spurs were up 23 on them before Kawhi got this hurt. This is true. And, you know, you hear rumblings of Chris Paul maybe wanting to sign with the Spurs. So they aren't as far as people think, but the Cavs have a little bit more work to do than we all thought kind of watching those last two games. Like I said, they need a score, man. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to keep up. Kevin Durant is playing at a high level. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we shall see. And, you know, we do. We will have the uh, NBA draft coming up at the end of next week. Um, and then, obviously, free agency will start off on July 1st to see which of these gaps do, in fact, get the most closed, the Eastern Conference towards the Cavs or the gap that remains between the Cavs and the champion Golden State Warriors. Let me keep it moving, though, here. On the Fantasy Freestyle, as we put the fun in functional sports radio, Donnie Burns, um, 
I don't know if you've heard this story, okay? So I want to get into it real quick with you. And we have some audio from the guy as well. We are talking about a college kicker from the University of Central Florida. His name is Donald De La Hay, okay? Donald De La Hay is a kicker. But, you know, he's a college guy, a student athlete down in Florida. I know how much you love Florida there, Donnie Burns. Um, so check this out. He has a YouTube channel. Okay, he has a YouTube channel. His YouTube channel has 54,000 subscribers and gets 2 million views. Okay, so his YouTube channel is now so big that his YouTube channel has started to generate ad money. Okay, but as you know, as a student athlete in the NCAA, you cannot make money off your license or earn money like that. So it has become an issue. Let me hear, uh, we have a clip right now from his YouTube channel. This is Donald De La Haye from the University of Central Florida. He's a kicker, and he, in two parts, is going to explain first kind of why he was kind of like called into the office by what he calls the suits upstairs, and then he reacts to the meeting that he had with officials uh, trying to explain what was going on. And he's a marketing major, for God's sakes, and he's marketing himself. But now the NCAA is saying that he cannot. I think it's very interesting. Check out part of what he had to say here, Donnie. People upstairs aren't happy with my videos, and they feel like I'm violating NCAA rules and whatnot. And it was like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't understand why, but, I mean, who am I to say what is in the rule book and what is not? Anyways, like I said, some people ain't been happy with what I've been doing. I'm kind of trying to figure out a way around that. I guess I can't make any videos that make it obvious that I'm a student athlete, because that makes it seem like I'm using my likeness in my image to make money and all this, which I'm really not, so. Okay, so check it out. This is him before he has his meeting with the NCAA, okay? Now, my man Donnie's gonna play you what happened after he had his meeting, when they were, in essence, they told him he needed to shut it down, even though his videos were kind of general, you know, it's about him, like, just training, it's about him, like, making trick kicks, which we say on YouTube and the internet all the time, and he even then goes into why he needs some of this money to help support his family back in Costa Rica, I think, it, it, you know, this is him after the meeting getting real serious about it, check this part out. This meeting went well, but it didn't go well at the same time. So basically, I'm not allowed to make any money off my YouTube videos. So I'm working hard, basically like a job, filming, editing, creating ideas, doing things of that sort, and I'm not allowed to make any money. And if I do, then bad things happen. I just can't even think right now, bro, because I feel like they're making me pick between my passion and what I love to do, make videos, entertain, be creative, and my other passion, playing football. I really got some decisions to make, decisions, decisions to make, not a lot of time to make those decisions. I mean, we'll see, man, we'll see what happens, bro. To be honest with you guys, I love the game of football, but I love what I'm doing. I really love what I'm doing. I've been passionate about this since I was 13, like I told you guys. I've been on my computer editing since I was 13. Been around cameras since way before that. My dad actually had a video camera. He would vlog around, you know, our life and whatnot. So I think that's where I got my passion from. This is tough, man. It really breaks my heart. Like, I really might have to make a choice between playing football, college football, and making YouTube videos, some I love so much. It's really tough. Now check this part out. I got a lot of thinking out. to do, but hopefully God's with me. He puts the right decision in my mind. Puts the right decision in my head. Like I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not making money illegally. 
I'm not saying you're selling dope. He's really, he's really, I mean, his family is, he needs it to help his money, his family in Costa Rica with bills. Don, you used to be in college. I used to be in college. We know about these rules about athletes not, uh, you know, profiting off their likeness. This, this was somewhat heart-wrenching. What would you do if you were in this guy's situation? He's got a YouTube channel that has 2 million views and over 50,000 subscribers, which is just slightly more than the fantasy freestyle, I must admit. But... The NCAA coming down hard on him, saying he has to either stop playing collegiate football or stop his YouTube channel because of the ad money. What would you do in this situation, Donnie? I could tell you for certain, after even before that video started, right. um, I would tell him to stick with this marketing thing. Okay. A lot of NFL players, even if he does make it to the NFL, they've struggled with finding jobs afterwards, and it seems like this kid is much, not much more passionate, but he's more passionate about this idea of making videos and making people happy, whatever he does on YouTube, it seems to be that he likes that more right. than football. And I would probably stick with that. Uh, I really would. I'd tell him. To just like chase his dreams? Yeah. Chase his dreams? And that seems to be it. It seems to be that. I, it, it does. It I, would be, if it wasn't, he wouldn't have such a hard time choosing. Fair enough, fair enough. But, you know, you never know. The path, if he makes it to the NFL, you know, his fame, riches, all that good stuff, then he could really help his family in Costa Rica. That's true. But, you know, some of the, the average lifespan for an NFL player sometimes could be upwards of, like, four years. So what true. do you do after that? This is true. He, well, has, he goes back to his YouTube some, channel, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it works like that. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. But let me tell you something. Just another reason to poo-poo the NCAA and their regulations. Um, as we keep it moving, though, here and keeping the fun in functional sports radio. Next thing, I have another topic. Remember, I didn't want to go too hard into a certain topic on last night's show. Uh, Donnie, after after finding out that uh, Red Tube was the new sponsor of a of a, of a, do, of a soccer do, team, well, now I feel okay to go back to it because the tie here is like this college football player didn't know if he could make his money right because he was a student athlete. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with the Coastal Carolina cheerleading squad, Don. Are you familiar with them? I'm not. Okay. Well, they were also making money, not necessarily on their likeness. But what if I told you that the entire Coastal Carolina cheerleading team has been suspended because they were all, and some people are saying that they were kind of like hazed and forced and bullied. They all um, set up accounts on something called SeekingArrangements.com. Really? Yeah. And what if I told you that this entire cheerleading squad had, you know, let's say profiles on this website called SeekingArrangements.com. 26 of the cheerleaders had accounts there. Um, And let's just say this was a site where if you wanted an arrangement, specifically with a um, woman... You could go and have that arrangement. For example, one of the cheerleaders said that um, she escorted somebody to a New York steakhouse and got $800 out of the deal. There's another young lady who said that she was um, fed, uh, you know, kind of a role as a what she calls a shot girl at a Myrtle Beach strip club. These are the kinds of... um, Placements they were getting from SeekingArrangements.com. And the entire team has been suspended. But a lawyer 
for the team is saying that this is disparaging against the women because that men's sports programs around the country have, you know, engaged in criminal activity, had had drug charges and all sorts of stuff like that. And the entire team never got suspended. But that is what's happening with the Coastal Carolina cheerleading squad. Donnie, let me get your take on this. First of all, do you understand why I couldn't do this right after the soccer story yesterday? Part two, what do you think about the gender bias? that this team's lawyer is bringing up and three i mean do you think this is like infringing on a uh, college student's right to try to earn some money for you know for the uh for the uh for the mess hall i do understand why you didn't bring it up yesterday okay fair enough. i'm not following quite what exactly are they getting in trouble for making the money or the type of ways they were making. I think the money it's just for both. I, I think it's both. I think it's the scandal that was involved, but also just the idea that they were. Remember, as a student athlete, you can't go out and get your own employment. It's the same as this this college football player that can't have his YouTube channel. It's the same as Terrell Pryor getting tattoos at Ohio State. That's all improper benefits. You can't make money as a student athlete. I was gonna say I don't really like the part. I don't like the money, the part where they make money in general, as we just watched a video. Right. But I don't like the ways it sounded like they were making money. Listen, they listen, I'm just getting it from the article, okay? Yeah, I'm no, getting it from no, the article that I read. Hashtag real news, no fake news, no alternative exactly. facts. That, that's I'm probably getting, you know, a twofold story of, okay. of why they're getting So do you think the trouble. team should be suspended? Yeah. Uh... Mm. Or are you riding with the Coastal Carolina now you said cheerleading it was kind squad? Of like, well, I mean, I'm, I sh- I'm sure I probably am. But <laughs> I, I think you uh, should is, be is it riding come from with the, the squad. higher ups, like captains on the team. Is no, that- it came from the university. The university oh. suspended the team when it came to light that this is what yeah, was happening. I- I'd, and they also described it as sort it. of hazing that like they had to indoctrinate yeah, that, all the new girls place, on the team that they illegal. had to they had to in essence sign up for an account with seekingarrangements.com. Yeah, no, I'm with the school on this one. Okay. Um, that doesn't sound very uh tasteful for a tasteful. Yeah. Tasteful. Speaking of be, uh, speaking of non-tasteful activity. Remember how I said I'm going to start giving you my team by team previews when we got into next week because we're really starting to get into fantasy football and I also told you I'm dropping and hints that one team I'm going to fade I believe this year is the Cincinnati Bengals. Their over-under is 8.5. I don't think they make it this year. I am really concerned about the fact that they lost two of their starting offensive linemen and Andy Dalton is not exactly the guy who stands up to pressure in his face. In response, in my opinion, lame duck coach Marvin Lewis went out and got playmakers and one of them is Joe Mixon, who as we know had a slightly checkered past at Oklahoma. Did I tell you the two guys that he's uh, either training with or looking as a mentor. Yeah, and they're not looking like the yeah. best option. Yeah, Pac-Man Jones, his Cincinnati Bengals teammate, and then his workout buddy all summer long is also an Oklahoma alumni, Adrian Peterson. You think if this is the kind of uh, drama or baggage that you're trying to kind of step away from in your image as you move into the NFL, these would not be the guys you let take under your wing, right, Donnie? Yeah, well, the Bengals front office is either they're not intelligent human beings or... Right. They just don't care. 
Uh, I don't I think know I might which go one with it is. The second one. I don't know which one it is, but like I, I said, they're sick and tired of not winning in the playoffs. I think they are going to struggle to get to the playoffs this year in the AFC. But we'll be giving you every team's spotlight as we go starting next week when it comes to fantasy football. Yo, when we come back though, here on the fantasy freestyle, we're gonna go around the league real quick. We're gonna check in on the poll, and coming up next on the fantasy freestyles, the fantasy black book with Joe Pisapia and Maddie Modica. We're gonna find out what they're talking about next hour as well. It's your boy Dane Martinez here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And as always, I want to give a shout-out to our Sports Byline affiliates around the country. We were talking about kids in Florida trying to earn some money, so big shout-out to the people out there at Tampa at 1040 AM WHBO and out there in Orlando, WHOO 1080 AM. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds and Spitting Statistician. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go around the league real quick. I got some early scores for you. Dodgers have jumped out to a 2-0 lead on Trevor Don't Call Me Jack Bauer. Yasiel Puig with his 10th home run of the season. A's up in the Marlins in Miami and Jose Urena up 1-0 that game in the top of the third. Paul Goldschmidt has hit his 15th home run of the season as the Diamondbacks have a 4-0 lead on the Tigers in in Detroit to support Zach Greinke tonight. Remember, I told you he's somebody to go with tonight in case you didn't want to pay all the way up for uh, Clayton Kershaw. I also think CC Sabathia against that Angels lineup without Trout is a good cash game play. The Cubs are all over Zach Wheeler and the Mets. Anthony Rizzo led off the game with his 14th homer of the season. Uh, Ian Happ has also gone yard. The Cubs are up 6-1 in the top of the second. one nothing Red Sox on the Phillies in the bottom of the second. The Red Rays are up on the Blue Jays 4-0. Logan Morrison with his 18th home run of the season. We also have Rockies and Pirates are scoreless. Nationals up on the Braves 3-0. Ryan Zimmerman with his 18th and Daniel Murphy with his 11th home run of the season. Remember, we got that poll question up there right now and that at FNTSY Radio and at Spittin' Speeds. 63% of you say that if the Warriors are not able to keep it together, it will ultimately be Clay Thompson who is the first one to keep it moving and maybe try and be the man somewhere else with that max deal that he will most likely get. Starting tomorrow... On the Fantasy Freestyle, we shut the door on the NBA season until like the draft and free agency, but we will be talking about that big three. I got some more big three hype of my man Donnie Burns, the love doctor, and uh, we're going to start to get ready as we go into football season. Uh, the Roto Experts launches its package. I'm going to start giving team-by-team previews, big things as we start to look ahead to football here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network here is Joe Pisapia. Matt Modica on the Fantasy Black Book. I think they're going to probably give you a little Jeremy Macklin, Eric Decker. They're also going to tell you what is going on with the Yankees and why they are probably now the class of the AL. Tune in for that. I'll be back tomorrow with my man Donnie Burns at Speeds, the spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Ah!